Hey, this is Robert Mitchell at High Tide in the Dreamtime. This is episode 14. It's got a few titles because there's a few things I've been thinking about, but uh, one could be coronavirus chaos. Another could be masculine rage. And another could be build that wall based on an essay on my website www.goingquantum.org I think I wrote that about a year and a half ago basically what I'm interested in talking about today is that so many structures that we're orienting ourselves towards are falling apart and the reason that they're doing that is because there was no reality in them in the first place. You know, there is this concept of masculine rage that applies to, it it, it applies to Trump, but people of his ilk. It also applied to people like Osama bin Laden, and I'll explain how it did. And it also applies to people like Mitch McConnell. Um, And basically what it is, is that there are all these abstract, non-real structures that we orient ourselves towards, like jingoism, which is, you, you know, the idea of America being exceptional. And, you know, it's a preferred system to a lot of other systems, but it's all concept and no reality. There is no real America. As you can see with how people are responding to this uh, quarantine, how some people are opposing it just because they don't like the idea of a government telling them what to do. And other people respecting it because they respect the notion of America as a benevolent force in the world. Uh, If you're in Arkansas or Georgia, you don't actually see it that way. You see it as an oppressive force since the end of the Civil War. And one of the really unfortunate things that happens with things that are all concept and no reality, like being American, is when you die for that concept. And that's something that people have blindly done. Uh, for uh, a couple of centuries now. But, you know, people did that in Vietnam uh, because there was actually no real uh, threat to the United States that they were fighting, but they were so used to the notion of there being an existential threat as there had been in World War II or with the Russians that it's quite easy to exploit this kind of thinking. Um, and the other thing about being American, which is all concept and no reality is, and you can see it played out by the present administration, by the present desire to keep people out. Well, the people they want to keep out, mostly, uh, native Mexicans and Central Americans are the people who are native to these continents that we inhabit. Uh, 
you know, the likes of Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and uh, basically European people, they haven't been here very long. And they have superimposed a very, very thin reality on top of where we find ourselves living. And it's a reality based on Keynesian and economics. It's a reality based on mostly British and somewhat German uh, European culture. And the reality of the land, the reality of the subatomic reality that we all find ourselves living on top of has nothing to do with that. So when you hear people say build that wall or you know you hear the emphasis on keeping foreigners out who are mostly uh, natives of this continent what they're trying to do is they're trying to maintain a culture that they see as, as superior to the native culture of this country and you know the native country cultures of this country of this continent are nature-based they saw themselves as in relationship with nature they didn't see themselves as in an exploitive relationship with nature like the Europeans do now the way that this ties in with someone like Trump or, or our present, the present administration is there's a bunch of people who have no relationship at all with a kind of feminine knowing about life or about themselves or about their origins. And when you don't have this, the only opportunity that life presents you with is oppressing those who have a dissimilar worldview to you and trying to dominate them with your worldview. And in a competitive environment, in a competitive masculine uh, economy, someone like Trump who puts his name on buildings in New York City, which is supposedly the most competitive real estate market, the most competitive economic environment that the country has to offer, that seems to be victory. But what's really neutrifying in life, being receptive to the origins of life, being receptive to your own origins, being receptive to your relationship with the land, and being receptive to a relationship with the quantum field that gives the land shape that gives all of reality shape is much more powerful than that. And if you are stuck in that kind of masculine perception where the actual underpinnings of your life and of life itself are unknown to you, it foments a kind of rage. And the rage that it foments wants to destroy those structures that are seen as hegemonic and dominant and successful. So you have something like 9-11 and you have someone like Osama bin Laden who is only trying to destroy the masculine concepts of success 
that have been given rise to in the West. And in a lot of ways, Donald Trump's the same way. He has access to nothing other than what his financial value is and what his status is in a competitive environment. And so anything that, that challenges that, he wants to destroy, including the dignity of the natives of these lands. Because that is the only way for him to demonstrate his superiority. That's the only way for him to demonstrate the rightness of what he believes. And as you've seen with him just completely flailing during this eruption of nature, because that is what the coronavirus is. It's an eruption of nature. Viruses are something that occur in nature. And he has been completely incompetent in engaging it. And mostly because his incompetence has to do with his lack of empathy and his lack of compassion, which are also elements of feminine consciousness is the capacity to feel for the suffering of others, which he just doesn't have. And he's not going to have. And it's going to cost him his place in history and it's going to cost him his presidency, which is kind of wonderful in a way. Um, I think that the chaos that the coronavirus has brought, which has basically deconstructed all the successes and all the claimed victories of this administration, is a real palate cleanser for everybody. And it calls into question all of our relationships to larger structures, to our relationship to the economic system, to the, our relationship to our vocation, meaning that to which we are called. What are we really doing with our lives? Are we orienting ourselves towards this very thin crust of this very thin crust of economy? that is overlaid on 99.99% of reality, but it's how we orient ourselves. It's why we relate to people. It's a lot of the relationships that we have. And it determines our behavior. Well, that's one of the things that this chaotic time is calling into question. And the truth about chaos, and I don't think that there's anybody who feels like this is not the most chaotic period of their life, is that chaos always has an order in it. It's just an order that we just don't yet understand. Chaos has an order that's beyond our concepts and beyond our ideas about ourselves and the world we live in. So it takes us a while to really understand what's going on. And this is one of those circumstances. And this is one of those circumstances where male rage isn't going to fix anything. And when you see rednecks with AR-15s protesting the chaos that they can that their incompetent like leader is impotent to change 
That's what you're seeing. And what you're also gonna see is you're gonna see that erupts into violence. Just like you see car bombs in the Middle East. Because that is the voice of the impotent, is male rage, is I hate the structure, I can't change the structure, I can't dialogue with the structure, I can't provide a vision that's better than the structure. Um, so I'm gonna destroy the structure. So what you're gonna see in the coming months is you're gonna see a lot of rage in relationship to that. And the important thing in the midst of that is to maintain your relationship with something greater than those structures. That's all any of us can do right now. No matter what your form of relationship to that dynamic source of your existence is, you have to work on it because this is just kind of the beginning. I mean, things will come back in some ways and in some ways they won't. And the important thing is that you use this time to remove yourself from that thin crust of what we all think of as our reality. Now, I read, I saw today that someone had an Instagram that said that every day seems like Burning Man. And that's a really funny and insightful thing to say because, you know, Burning Man is something that exists outside our normal culture. It exists outside its own, outside the collective. And it creates its own collective with its own rules and its own uh, ways of engaging with people and its own reasons for engaging with people. So the important thing is that it can be like Burning Man every day. And part of being like Burning Man every day is how do I recreate myself and my life and orient myself not towards thin, crust experiences of reality. Like the culture of the United States has oriented itself. What's our native cultures? And in a lot of ways, the natives in North and South America, they came from Asia. They came across the Bering Strait when the sea levels were lower because there was more ice. And their orientation towards reality was really land-based. So wherever you are, you can orient yourself towards the land and you can orient yourself towards the nature that's growing there. And that is so much more real than what's going on at MSNBC. Your dreams are so much more real than what you're being told by the news. And the sooner you're able to speak that language as your primary language, the more the stresses of this chaos will be alleviated from you. And that is the challenge of these times. 
not how fast can we get things back on track. That is the the concern of people like Donald Trump Jr., whose new motto is make America great again, again. The real charge of these times is how do I orient myself towards something eternal and profound that I'll still be oriented towards when this is all over. And that's the victory in all this. No matter what you lose, no matter what changes, is how do I relate to what is unchanging and has been unchanging my whole life? I spoke to a friend yesterday because we'd had a very profound experience a couple years ago together. And I remind him that it was our two year anniversary of having this experience together. That was kind of life changing or at least changing of one's orientation towards life. And he said, wow, it seems like it just happened yesterday. And it didn't, I said, you know, that could have happened when you were six and it could have happened 10 years ago and it could happen in 10 years and it could be happen at the moment of your death because it happened outside of time. And the things that take us outside of time and things of the time are the most profound. So allow this experience to take you outside of time, outside of the internet, outside of your bank statement, outside of the status of your business, outside of the status of your relationships and find out what your orientation is to the primordial ground of being because that's never going to change it's never going to be less useful and it's never going to be less profound but the crust the masculine crust which is our conventions and our consensual reality, it's gonna change a lot. I think of all the ways that it's changed during my life. When I look at epochs in my life, where I was just orienting myself mostly towards what the people around me were orienting themselves toward. And what a waste this was. So let's not waste this. Let's squeeze every drop out of it a profundity that we can find. And know that things aren't going to return to how they were. And that's okay. All right, you guys, this is based on an essay that I wrote, um, Build That Wall on goingquantum.org. And there's a couple, few other essays there you might enjoy. Um, thanks for listening and I look forward to seeing you guys soon bye bye this has been High Tide in the Dream Time and this is Robert Mitchell who always appreciates you listening bye bye